Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places, many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. Today I've got a lovely guest introduced to me by a great friend of mine, Millie Kendall. Uh, and she realised that we both had passion for what we do. And today I'm talking to Kerry Blue, founder of Hair Has No Gender. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are yourself? I'm very good. Good, good. Uh, We just had a little chat before we got started and immediately clicked. I knew exactly, (laughs) like, we've got a lot in common. Um, but, But before we do anything, just explain to anyone listening, Hair Has No Gender. Tell us the... Agenda. The gist of that. Um, so, yeah, Hair is No Gender is something I formed back in lockdown. I think it was point one, like the very first time we were told not to come up. And I, I'm i non-binary, so I my pronouns are they, them. And I identify as queer. And I've walked into a lot of barbershops before I was a barber, uh, which would have been about five, six years ago now, and asked for a fade and, and been point blank refused for being a female so they're like oh we're not insured we can't cut your hair you're gonna have to go to a female shop and then I'll go to a hairdresser's and I get told well we don't use clippers or this that so I was like well this is great so I went to London, back to London from Brighton and I learned to be a barber so that I could stop that from happening to other people five six years down the line I've gone to barber shops I've asked them to use my pronouns and they're point blank refused so what I'm trying to do is just take away the stigma of if you have to be a woman, you go to a hairdresser. You have to be. A, if you want to be a, a man, you have to go to a barber. Obviously, being non-binary or a trans man or a trans woman, it kind of makes you feel uneasy. It feels like you don't really fit into either. Or when what hair is no gender is saying is hair is hair, and and that's it. Actually, yeah, as soon as you put the gown on someone, does it really matter what's kind of down there? And uh, yeah, hair, gender is is in it's all in the brain. It's not necessarily anywhere else. And so I started Hair is No Gender as an educational platform, let's say, and just to help people de-genderize their salons or their barbershops. Uh, we've got a platform where we train people then online as a directory so people can look up. Maybe if you're a non-binary person and you're in Manchester, non-binary barbershops within Manchester, it'll come straight on the directory. You'll know that people have been safely trained and they know not to misgender you and you can feel comfortable because being non-binary and queer, like, you know, to us, it, a, a lot of, um, a lot of our image is a lot to do with our hair and it makes us feel more maybe the gender that we identify with. So, and not only that, you know, like 
um, cis straight people might want skin fades as well. Like, why are we discriminating against anyone that wants a haircut? Unless your skill level isn't there, then just say you can't cut it. Um, but yeah, that's basically what we do, or what I do. Um, we also run trans awareness courses and stuff like that, an introduction to it, so people can learn a bit more about who they, how they can adapt their salon to make people feel more comfortable and more inclusive. It's, it's a, it's a great thing. I, I, um, I, I'm on a journey <laughs> myself with my daughter. Oh, really? <laughs> Go on, I'm on a, a, a journey of, of, of being, doing my best to understand, doing the best I can, making lots and lots of mistakes We get pointed out to me very quickly. <laughs> And is, your, is your daughter non-binary? No, she's not. She's uh, okay. So she identifies as she she's, her. She's yeah, a gay woman. Yeah. Okay. So cool. She's a gay woman, but even that respect of you know, I yeah, there's still a lot for her to teach me. You know. And, yeah. Um, it's it's funny because it uh, it's it's been a bit a bit of a been a bit of a weekend really because she was out of a girlfriend on Friday night. She, it was her birthday mm-hmm. that Saturday. She was out oh, on okay. Friday night, and they got sort of like verbally attacked by a, gr- a yeah. gang, of, gang of fellas. They got um, it wasn't physical, but it was very, very intimidating. And she's not, you know, she'll stand up for herself. Yeah, but it was it was scary, you know. So that it was is very a, scary. It's a horrible thing, and it brought a lot, a lot home to me to what she goes mm. through. Um, I then that's awful. On uh, I'll send you the video later. I, I then uh, I had a surprise present for her where I bought her a, a rainbow dildo for her birthday. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I see my dad doing that anytime soon, but I can be up for adoption if you like. <laughs> That's classic. It was me saying, you know, like. <laughs> I'm all on board. Humour, anyway, but I just, <laughs> I, My just Lord. I, I just saw it online. Oh, oh no, oh, no, this, this, this is this is her birthday present. <laughs> I've seen it straight away. But it was that thing of of this contrast of of not being um, accepted yeah. and then being accepted, and it, it, that'll be on the mantelpiece now, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I put um, one on the Christmas tree one year, and uh, it took three days for everyone to notice that it was up there. <laughs> Oh, sounds like a good idea that you might go back to my parents and terrorize them with it yeah but um yeah like, it's such uh, a shame like, just leave like leave it around like that little um uh the the elf at christmas elf on a oh, shelf oh yeah 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 do them on a shelf <laughs> but, it's the fact it was rainbow that's great <laughs> yeah yeah that was the one but you know it's that like as you say it's um it shouldn't be but there is yeah. There, there yeah. shouldn't be this stuff, but there is, and it's it's education, education, education. That's that's the whole mm-hmm. thing to everything, and it's it's being willing, it's being willing to learn and uh, and change. Uh, and it's something I've seen recently in or like recent years with um, Afro hair. You know mm. that thing of Afro hair, like we don't do Afro hair. We sorry, we don't do your hair. You know, yeah. and you know, I've, I've I've got a lot of friends who have done great work in that field of saying, "No, look, we do hair, we do all types yeah. of hair." I'm a hairdresser, therefore I do hair, and and it goes on to that as well. But I can see your frustration on that. Um, yeah. When you said, "Of you know, I can't go in there; they don't want me." 
and, and, and the barber in field is a very male-dominated. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not the most feminine of people. Um, uh, I've got, ta- I've got, ta- you know, I've got yeah. the typical skin fade tattoos, barber image. However, um, it's taken me a very long time to feel confident enough to just express myself how I want to, yeah. and I can take myself into them shops now and feel you know, a little bit more comfortable because I've got to that age in life where I kind of can't swear on here, but just don't give a, you know, yeah. and, and oh, okay, okay. feel free. You don't I'm going to try that. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I don't anymore. I, I think yeah. I, I get more anxiety really like for me, it's little things like even going to a toilet when you're out in a restaurant and there's male and female or, you know, like everything in this world is binary. We live in a binary world, so everything yeah. is binary. And if you don't look like a typical female when you walk in a door, people always assume. Um, people can assume a lot of things. as you know, an unconscious bias that we all have. Um, yeah. Your wealth, your, your, your race, your, your language, any, anything, you know. Um, but if someone like me walks into a barbershop, I think straight away it's an assumption of oh, this lesbian blah 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 we can ask them x y and z questions or you know and, and it can make people feel on edge because you don't necessarily want to be referred to as your sexuality you want to be referred to as the human being that walks in that door and i think that's everyone's human right to 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 just be themselves before their sexuality or how they identify you know um so that's what hair is an agenda and what i'm trying to do is just kind of raise awareness so if the whole high street of barbershops and salons just didn't have any of them you know and it was like if you want a short hair specialist come here if you want an afro specialist come here if you want a blow dry specialist go there rather than if your skin's this color or if you have wheelchair access or if you have a dick or something else what what on earth what what world are we living in do you know what i mean yeah it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't necessarily but you don't go in a nail shop for your hair dog so it kind of should be related on the specifics, the, the thing that you actually want and nothing else. Yeah. You know, um, and it, like, yeah, like you're so sad, like your daughter getting that kind of abuse, but it's only happened so many times, even to myself, walking down the street, holding hands with my partner and have a bunch of people, you know, either hitting on my partner uh, or giving us abuse. If I was a man, that wouldn't have happened. No. So, you know, it, it's a struggle and it's a, and, and, and I think a lot of queer people would understand that it happens in every single aspect of life and, you know, that, like, it's something we need to eradicate because if we don't educate people now, like, my dad didn't come out to me coming out. With, he certainly didn't give me a rainbow dildo. dildo. Um, <laughs> we just about now might have, might have a chat about girls on telly or something, but that, like you know literally very very one in a blue moon but that's a lack of education I don't really blame my parents I blame the lack of education that was put on them and the world that they were told was right and wrong and actually I think they were more embarrassed that I was different to the rest of the family Mm. rather the fact that they embraced that I'm just who I am and you know I came out 23 24 I'm 39 now and we've gone through a very long journey which obviously I can explain in a bit but it's led me to, to contact you because what you do for homeless people is incredible so I think a lot of youth homelessness comes from the LGBTQ uh, plus community. And that's where I kind of thought, oh, we should definitely mm. try and like get involved there in some way. And, and if I could get your help with that, that's why I was like, well, Millie was like, contact you. And, and we definitely yeah, have a, 
a combination there. So, I mean, there's definitely something there for for, for you to set up and go with, run with, mm. uh, but also collaboration between the two of us as well. You know, that, that definitely. You know, like we've got we've got uh, so many teams across the UK. We've got 600 volunteers. It's um, amazing. Um, you know, we we could all do with education. So we could all do with knowing what when we come across a person in that same, you know, position that we make yeah. them comfortable. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, coming out wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the easiest journey, especially then, because, you know, back then it was still very taboo to be gay or lesbian. And mm. I hated the word lesbian. I always hated it. But when I did come out, for my own safety, my parents asked me to leave. Um, I then got put into a bit of homeless sheltering from a Stonewall charity at the time, which they, they helped me out. And, you know, like being kicked out of somewhere, you know, purely because of your sexuality is hard, especially when you're young and you're susceptible to just going out all the time, you're around drinks, you're around drugs. And then that can be a really vicious cycle. And it can also make you feel that you don't, you don't have a lot of self-worth and, you know, you can't afford to your hygiene, let alone to have good looking hair and stuff like that. So it's a massive, it's, I think, yeah, I think it's 24% of, of homelessness is youth, youth homelessness are gay or queer identifying. Mm. And, um, I think like there's 77 to 80% believe that they can't express their gender identity at home because they'll get kicked out if they do. So, Many people stay with their parents, don't tell them, have long hair like myself, had a boyfriend and just kept it to myself. Because I was so scared that if I said it, I'd end up home. So um, then I got shipped off to Brighton, which weren't the worst thing in the world. And now we have a great relationship and it took a lot of time, but I educated my parents and I, they didn't give up on me. And I think, to be honest, do I blame them? No. Do I blame people that don't want to be educated now? Yeah, because there's more out there. Like there's a lot more education out there and I wouldn't be doing my part if I didn't speak up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, as long as people want to learn, then whether they've gone 50 years denying it their whole life and then they turn around and say, actually, you know what? Tell me, then I've got massive respect for that. So. Yeah. Well, i tell you what I did and uh, <laughs> to try and flip the coin on it as well, that when my daughter came out to us, when, when, when she came back from university and, mm-hmm. and she was picking me up on everything that I said... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, one day I, I downloaded this film and it was called Love Thy Neighbour and it's an old 1970s film. Oh, yeah, I never heard of it. And it's about... Showing your age. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> fixing next year, so I'm, you know, I'm proud of that one. Oh, mate, uh, looking uh, good for it. Yeah, well, the 70s, you know, this was... The, so as a... I was born 62, so mm-hmm. in the mid-70s I was a teenager. Now, what we were brought up on, I'm not excusing anything, but what we were brought mm. up on was this time of comedy. And it was all yeah. about, and it was full of racism, homophobia, and all of these things. So I, I, I downloaded this film and I played it, and they was just like, they <laughs> <laughs> smacked. <laughs> I, can. I can't believe. And what I was trying to say to them was that to be a little bit uh, understanding of us, because this is what we were brought up on. This was our staples, you know. So. Yeah. We've got to relearn a lot. We've got to, no, sorry, we've not. We've got to unlearn a lot of stuff. That, yep. um, sort of a default, you know, like a, a, an automatic default, and you have to sort of stop and think. And then, and I love hearing something like this from you. And it's this, 
you know. It, yeah, it, I mean, I, I misgender myself, like I said to you before, and yeah. it does happen. I'm 39, I was brought up as she, her, my entire life until yeah. the last two years when I came out as non-binary. And I did that through, you know, reach, reaching out to people with a survey for hair is no gender. And, and I thought if I reach out and I say, how many people that own salons have staff that are gay, that don't want to say, that are non-binary, that don't want to say it's the time to now speak up and say, you know what, actually, these are not my pronouns. Can you use this? And it, I don't expect everyone to get it right. And I said, if you get it wrong, I'll just correct you. And I think the fact that I, I fully, like, I was born in 82, so I, I've watched, you know, a lot of shows where racism was okay. I was brought up when being called queer was a rude word and offensive. Now I own yeah. my, I, I, I say I'm queer. Yeah. I own it because it's basically like people would be like, oh, they're a bit queer so they're not right quite right but it's like well actually i'm fully all right so if you want to call me queer call me queer i I like it and i think that's what we have to do we have to take a step forward and remember that who someone sleeps with and what pieces they've got down there doesn't at all affect that person's brain and and we might not understand it someone might walk in the door that doesn't look any way like you would imagine but if you can cut their hair and does it really matter because, you're, you, you know, their life choices when they yeah. leave that shop could lead them to get the job of their dreams or the marriage of their life or... Yeah, yeah. Your root, your life, as you know, you know, you met so many homeless people. People don't just become homeless. There's a there's a root and there's a way and something will happen and then it's a rippling effect. And if you can be that change, why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't yeah. you want to just educate yourself and try and stop that from happening, you know? It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Gender, gender and sexuality. Of, mm, like, the very different. On gender and sexuality of like, if someone comes in and they, they often, it's um, they specifically sort of talk about gender or sexuality, but you wouldn't like, if you went somewhere, they wouldn't say like to a, a straight person. Like, so are you sort of missionary person or do you like it? Go be, you know, like they wouldn't, do you know yeah, no, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't say that at all. That's, that's the, that's the <laughs> thing that I, yeah. Like if you've got a trans client and you know, they were, they're a trans man. So they're born a woman and they're now a man. You don't say like, well, have you got all of it down there? Or, but people think it's okay to ask people that. Or it's like, what was your name before? That's just rude. Like, why are you asking people their names? Like, yeah. And you know, my brother, who is a straight cis male, which means he was born in the body that he's in and his mind matches it, so I'm assuming you're also a straight cis male. Um, he didn't say to my parents, oh, I like shagging women. Yeah. But apparently I had to. So, you know, and it, it is weird when you think about it like that. Cause, yeah. Because of tradition? Because what? Because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, in my head, it doesn't make any sense and it never has. Yeah. But if someone's told something from birth that black is black and white is white, we would assume that's the right way. And mm. some people are so scared of what's different when actually it it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know. And I'm sure a lot of people as well, they're always like, Oh, I've got those are gay mates or this and that. But when it's actually your child and you're in a first hand situation and now you can say for yourself, you know, it does change it quite a bit. Because yeah. you probably, the life that you might have had imagined for your child, yeah. marrying a man and having kids, and that might not be the life journey she now takes. No. Um, and sometimes that can impact a parent, and I totally get that, but, you know, your children are a gift, and as long as she's healthy, I think that's the most imperative thing. 
I think it's a time of adaption, you know, like mm, definitely. But it's a, the, the, the thing is with this whole this whole century, you know, we're in a new century. Yeah, um, we're sort of twenty one years into it, which is a tiny part of the way into this century, and it's been such a time such a time of change, you know. Yeah, that twenty one years, you know, we've gone through a pandemic, um, but. You know, the, we're talking about hairdressing. The hairdressing industry has gone through massive changes in the last few years. And I think mm. you, you need to embrace change. That's the thing. You need to lose the fear of change and embrace it because you keep trying to do things as they were. You're just going to get disappointed and it's not going to yeah. be very productive. So it's looking forward to see how we can understand and how we can change. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. And I think that's where you know, hair is an agenda comes in because people like maybe yourself, if you had a salon or someone older at school or, or even pe- like people my age have salons and they are like, so how do I change my prices to make people know that they're safe here? Or, you know, it's like representation. Do you, do you represent queer people? Do you, do you reach out to queer communities? You know, do you do pride events? There's a lot of ways that salon owners and barbershops can embrace difference and, not be scared to make that change because I feel like if you don't, you will just stand out eventually as being discriminative, unfortunately, because, you know, like, you can't just say you can't come in here because you're the wrong gender. It just doesn't make any sense in my head. Um, And that knock-on effect to that human being could be devastating and it could lead to so much worse stuff than just they didn't get their hair cut. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to prevent. And yeah, like, you know, I think when there's figures like 24% of young, of homeless people are are of, you know, the 16 to 25 year olds that are kicked out for being gay. That's Mm. a very scary percent of young kids that that haven't even lived yet. And uh, it needs to be stopped. And the more that the world adapts and the salon industry adapts, maybe then parents of a certain age will be like, oh, actually, it's not a big deal. Okay, cool. Because mm. that's all they need is support and love, you know? It, it it's, it's shocks me that it's um, it's such a high number, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's incredible. And I, that obviously, like, on my travels, I come across lots of young people that are homeless, mm. and it generally is some sort of family breakdown um, but you wouldn't think in this day and age it would be as as much of it being down to that, the fact no. that you're embraced by your family. I think a lot of it is especially when they're transitioning. So, you know, I think I think sexuality has come a long way. I think coming out as gay now isn't such a big deal as it was 10 no. years ago at all. Um, however, coming out as trans, that really is messing with people still. And, and the trans community are really struggling to... You know, that's where the homelessness, in my opinion, will be because a lot of the time as well, the parents will kick them out and say, text me because I don't actually want to see you transition. I need to still have contact with you because you're my child, but I'm not I'm not quite ready yet. And it's like, this isn't about you. This is about that person, that child and their journey. And I think the more we speak about trans rights, the quicker this will change the industry and the quicker there'll be a less homelessness within that community, you know. Obviously, I'd like to eradicate homelessness full stop, as you would as well. Yeah. But um, yeah. 
got to be really... You know, one, so one step at a time, you know, yeah, realistically. Yeah. Do I think in my day and age, do I think that in my lifetime I'll ever see a non-binary world? Probably not. If I don't do this now, then our mm. kids, kids, kids might not ever. And, you know, like, if, you're, if, you're, if your daughter has a child and they say they're gay, it's not going to be... They'll never have to go through the fear of telling their mom, you know? And yeah. that's because the little changes are happening every single day. Um, mm. I don't imagine you'd ever thought of kicking your child out for being gay. So no, it's definitely getting better. You know, yeah, I you might kicking her out for being a pain in the ass, but not I was going to say yeah. probably other reasons. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, not uh... <laughs> for being gay. No, and it's uh, but I won't say I won't I won't say it because I, I, you know it's not been easy. You know, like yeah. there's there's things that aren't easy about it. Mm. Um, and as you said, but it's it's that uh, it, it if if the love's there. Uh, if the willingness is there, um, it's always a work in progress. And the bottom line comes to it is that, you know, that, that's my little girl. No matter how yeah. she gets, how old she gets, or, you know, and all of my children, I've got five children, so, and four grandchildren. So, um, start yeah. a footy team there, mate. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I figured out what's happening, what, what did, caused it, so I've stopped that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, but I, it, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, it, the biggest horror for me would be to lose contact with my, with any of my children, you know, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's the biggest fear for me or for any of my children to be come to harm or for any of my children to be unhappy. So uh, that's that's the, the end goal, and it, if, so everything everything else can be figured out. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, it's just a learning curve, and, and yeah. literally every day, even even I still learn that I could do a whole hour long session just on terminology, you know, mm. and and the language, how we speak to people, what the hell, what even our pronouns, what is this, what is that, you know, can I say transvestite? No, you can't. Can I say this? Can, people don't know. And then, you know, if they don't know, they don't mean to necessarily cause harm. However, yeah, as long as you're willing to educate yourself, yeah. then what more can you do? What, you know? what is the, what, explain to me the transvestite. What, what is, is, what? So that's a really about? old school terminology. So right. it's just not used anymore. Trans right. or transgender is, is the word yeah. we would use. Um, it's just more politically correct. Um, you right. know, if you've got trans man, trans woman, you've got non-binary and you've got cis male, cis woman. Um, it just concerns me because my party piece song is now gone. Like, What's that? I'm just a sweet transvestite from the Rocky Horror Show. So, Oh, right, yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that, it just hasn't got the ring to it if I say I'm just a sweet trans... Transgender. Trans, I'm just a sweet transgender. <laughs> That's not Friends. you got to let me have that one because uh, my, my Tim Curry rock, Rocky Horror Show days go back. If you're doing Rocky Horror, I'm not going to interrupt you. you <laughs> I think the thing is, it's like it's like any situation. I think yeah. you can comfortably hold a conversation. Like the more me and you chat and banter, we can probably joke about things because you'll understand me more. I'll understand you more, and yeah. it's just like that generally. And I think. You know, like a lot of my clients, they'll demonstrate me, I'll say, and the more that 
the more people get used to it and the more people around people like myself, the better it just, and the easier it is. Because for so long, there is so, there's 2% of the world's population are trans apparently, but there's a lot more out there. It's just the fact that a lot of us are too scared to admit, you know, it's taken me, I came out as bisexual, then I was gay, then I was, you know, then I was non-binary, then I quit. So there's a lot of, a lot, of boundaries and hurdles but that's purely because I was too scared to say who I was straight away um scared of backlash and there's got to be hundreds and thousands of people out there you know two percent you would have met every day you probably meet someone who is even probably non-binary or trans you just don't know it because they haven't said it and I think it's an eye-opener to educate people on this and we exist so Mm. you know just I, it's, it's a weird one because you know my partner's got a 10 year old and, and he never misgenders me he completely no. gets it he doesn't ask any questions and he's amazing and if someone misgenders me god they've got him to deal with so really? yeah it's super cute yeah like he's always got my back <laughs> and um it's interesting because you know I think if you're educating people from this generation they're gonna get it right because it's it's natural to them yeah. Whereas I've met other people that are a bit older and I've told them and they just continuously disrespect my pronouns. And, yeah. you know, it, on a more serious note, that you you, mis, you misgender someone, that's going to make them 30% more likely to commit suicide and other horrifying things. So yeah. there's a lot of horrible facts and figures behind what I do. Yeah. Um, but to keep it light, it's just, you know, we're gay, we're people, we're human, just cut our hair. You know, yeah, I'm interested in that other side. And I was just actually going to say, Chet, do you feel that sometimes that, that people are actually saying that intentionally to hurt? Yeah. Using that misgender to, to intentionally hurt or to be spiteful? Um, yeah, I think people are scared. Yeah, I think I did start on International where, where I actually met you, obviously, well, didn't meet you, but watched you, which is amazing. I did a talk on the uh, inclusivity stage at one point, and then I went to watch a talk in, in another part of Salon International, pro- Professional Beauty, and there was a sound engineer there, and we were talking about a lot of things, and then I spoke a bit as, as an audience member, just on, as a non-binary person, and about, about trans, and right at the end, anyway, he said thanks, and I was like, oh, how was it? Because he kept making the thing of being the only guy in the room, and it was a bit weird conversation, so it was all about waxing, and intimate parts so like, did you find that a bit overwhelming then you went no to be honest the only bit that I found awkward was when you spoke and I was like oh why he said I don't get all this tranny stuff I don't get it it's not for me he was of an older age yeah. and I said what do you mean it's not for you he said it may, you know it's just not right I said do you want do you want to talk to me about it then should we have a conversation <laughs> and he was just like no I don't want to so, so is that your problem or is it mine and you know I said you I can educate you he said no no I just you know, I choose not to hear about it. I said, but it's all around you. Yeah. And, you know, he was very, very coy. He didn't want to talk to me and he got quite defensive. And yeah, I think, you know, don't worry, that situation has been dealt with and they know about it. But it's just little things like that where he, he didn't want to talk to me. I made him uncomfortable, but I don't really understand why. Yeah. And I can only assume it's because he just has a lack of education. Yeah. But he wouldn't, you know, if he walked past me on the street, I'd be invisible purely because to him, he wouldn't understand me. And I think it's people like that, that I'm just like, oh, this is why the world is how it is because we have so many people that are just so like, you know, it's wrong. 
we don't want our kids educated in school because then they'll believe it's right. Um, and, and it's upsetting and it does hit a nerve, you know, and I did come out of there feeling quite upset and it, because you feel such a high when everyone like yourself and people get on board a million and they're like, give me all this support. But you do, you know, for all that support, you do have that one arsehole, if I can yeah. say that. But yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, oh. but the- if he turned around and asked me a question, I would have been fine. But the fact that he literally was like, no, basically, fuck off. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Just left me a bit dumbfounded. But this was a bit like, well, okay. I think um, that's the thing. And as, as human beings... We get all that support all the way through, mm-hmm. but it's the arsehole you'll take to bed with you. Yeah, they're the one that stay in there, aren't they? They're they are. They're the ones that corrupt your brain. Them out because they, they, you know, that stuff. You know, I have it with my homeless guests, and you know, like, and and you know, I'll have forty, forty-eight would be fantastic, but two will be mm. horrible, <laughs> and it's the two yep. that you take to bed with you, and you think like. It's- he literally looks at me like I was the shit on the end of his shoe. And it's like them images. You don't forget people's faces. You don't forget, like, you know, if you walk into a toilet and someone screams, oh, you're a boy and what are you doing in here? It's like, these things are just not cool. You don't understand the effects that they leave people. To be waiting for ages for a haircut to be told, no, we can't do your hair. It's like, <laughs> just embarrassed. And you don't know how to handle it. And no one likes an embarrassing situation. And, yeah, you go home with it. And it, and it molds you as a person because then you're not – you know, you don't walk with your head held high anymore. You walk a bit lower because you don't consciously don't want to attract attention. And it's a bit sad, really, because that only has a negative effect on your, your mind, you know. Mm. Not to go too spiritual, but, yeah, it definitely does. For, for me, I've learned how to handle it a lot. I've got a great supportive partner and friends who I can manage to get it out of my system. But he's still there. He's still in my head. I can still yeah. remember his face. It will never go. I just don't understand why, you know, and it's like, I said to him, what if your daughter, don't be so silly, it never happened. <laughs> God forbid his daughter ever was gay or trans because he would definitely not support that, that child. And no. that, that's worrying, you know, he's got grandkids and then grandkids are going to then what, end up how, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a learning curve. Education is definitely the way forward. You do every day we meet ourselves anyway, but you know, you yeah. majority of the time you meet nice people, and there's people out there that want to be kind. Yeah, I mean, our, our industry is full of amazing, wonderful people, but then yeah, you, definitely, you're a couple, and they're the ones that you know. But you, you I, I don't know. I just, I just have to. I, I make myself have faith <laughs> that most people are good. They are, yeah, you know, yeah, and not to let them have rent in my mind you know like like headspace you know because it's like you know there's no there's no need for me to let them in there you know um it's a good way of putting it actually rent in my mind yeah like they don't need to live in there rent free like what's the point? sorry dog's gone that's all right yeah fine what's the yeah. point you know, what's the point in this thing you know they don't it doesn't matter let's have oh yeah you, you put them out yeah, I had to put her out there. She, she won't stop barking for her. Sorry, mate. What breed is it? A jug. Oh, is I it? I think about that. Yeah, it's my partner's dog. So, but yeah, she's she's old, but she's very loud. Says so, I'm late. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I think I couldn't agree more with you. Like, it, it's just a case of trying to 
to block it out. And and I think, you know, the more we talk about it, have these conversations, the more people like yourself yeah. and me help. And, you know, I I met I met Errol Douglas and, and he's he's been awesome helping me like, you know, think helping Errol me with the cause and a good person. Very good person. He is, he is indeed. And he's done a lot with inclusivity within the industry as well. So I think it's just taking that a little bit further in. Just making sure people, you know, if they if they own a salon or they own anywhere or they, you know, they know someone that's trans and they can't go to a hairdresser's or a barbershop, just to just look up hair has an agenda online and, and reach out or help, you know, like as I know you would. And I think it's just education is the key. If you've got a question, I had a, a great barbershop in Southampton call me today about an issue they're having there and you know I was on the phone for an hour and the issue should be solved and I think just ask I think that's the best thing that anyone can do is just ask you're only going to get told no if they can't if I can't help I can't help but yeah. if anyone wants to help you know and I think that's why I'm contacting you and getting this message out there on your platform is like I'm, I'm honestly very, very I appreciate it a lot definitely oh no no it's a, it's a pleasure um so what what took you from Brighton to Manchester? Why why you why why did you head off to Manchester? Well, I'm born and bred in London. Don't know if you can tell, Gov. But like yeah, West London as well, Portobello Road. And I I I went to Brighton because I was gay, and my parents did believe that I'd be safer there. Uh, spent my ten years there, and actually, you know what? It's probably the best thing they ever did to me. Actually, I, I really did embrace Brighton. I got discriminated against there as well. However, oh yeah, it's a massive queer community. Um, it's the gay capital not the lesbian capital it's the gay capital uh, a lot of people don't even it's the gay capital because as well for, for a weird ass reason it's um, it was the first HIV help centre that was set up in the whole of England was in, in Brighton right so it's, it's the only place that people with HIV could actually go and get treatment um, so there's a lot of I don't know I love Brighton there's a, there's a lot of love there and you can pretty much be whoever you want in Brighton um, yeah Went back to London to become a barber, obviously because of the discrimination that I thought was going on in the barber industry. And from London, I've come to Manchester to, oh, do you know what? Because I love, can't be selfie. Yeah. <laughs> my partner's my from Manchester and it's a lot cheaper here, cheaper pints. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, also because I want to spread, I want to get hair as no gender out there in London music. London's quite an expensive place to live, especially where I was from. So, uh, starting in Manchester. Yeah, I miss the sea. I miss the sea. I've never been a massive fan of London, to be honest with you, anyway. I think, I think it's quite a... If you've got a lot of money, you'll be all right there. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm not a city person. I, I like the sea or I like a bit more of a, a, a countryside. But, yeah. Yeah, I do. I myself as well. I love I love the sea. I love, like, I, I mm. something comes over me. But anyway, I've, Within yards, and more zen. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel it. We're made up of water. Maybe it's that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that is a very true point. But yeah, I do. I do love that. I, I'm just not even into that busy rat race, of London. And yeah, London's a great city. Don't get me wrong. And, and I go back once a month just just to see my clients and my family. However, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's my partner's here, and I want to really just just get hair is no gender out there in Manchester and yeah. hopefully we can yeah so there's a lot of exciting things to come with it but um, yeah. anything well, I can do for charities or communities and yeah. stuff like that everything we do I want to give back because that's imperative well, I think the thing is um, yeah I'll, I'll hook you up with my team leader in Manchester which is Jackie 
Awesome. Jackie McCall, she's an amazing woman, amazing woman. She's set up so many projects there. And, you know, over the months and the, of the you know, some of the clothes, and she's reopened, but she's always reopening more. And also um, a lovely Kerry Jones, who's in Liverpool, which is awesome. close by. Uh, she's set up, she's got some great stuff going on there. So, I mean, I'll put you in touch with her as well because there again, you know, Liverpool's a great city. You know, it's great, you know, they're crying out for your um, message as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Send me, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and uh, I'll be up so we can meet in person. Uh, I'll be yeah, up I'll be with you. as soon as I can. I'll get up there whenever I can. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to, I think, Wakefield soon, and uh, um, but I'll be, back. I'll definitely be back to see Jackie as soon as possible because mm. uh, I, I jump in the van and I go up there and I take all the all the stuff with me, and I've always got loads nice. of gear to give out to the mate. Like, bring your leg warmers; it's freezing up here. Is it? <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got literally. I'm in the barber shop with ripped jeans in my knees, and my missus is like. Well, you've got no proper trousers, and I'm like, well, this is fashion. Can't be fashionable up here, can I? Got me long on underneath. I tell you, it's nothing. Like you got to wait to go if you go up the northeast. Uh, I went to I went to uh, uh, Newcastle to do homework. Oh, good, mate. <laughs> they're not made of. They're made of titanium. Made of steel. Yeah, <laughs> with big coat on and everything, and because we're Londoners, I've got t-shirts on, and the girls have got little skimpy tops. Yeah, and I've got me. Literally... <laughs> I look like an Eskimo. I'm like... Mate, I've just done an Amazon order of potties. I'm getting them little hand warmers. <laughs> I'm gonna honest to God, but it's too cold. So yeah, but it would be great to to meet up with you this end. And yeah, I'm also also about in London. So anytime with that end, I can come there yeah, as yeah. well. Like any anywhere I can get some help and yeah you know um, i know there's a there's a foundation actually the albert kennedy uh foundation which is based in manchester which rehomes and helps homeless youth so it's definitely an area that i'm going to reach out to to and see if they need any haircuts yeah um but we can obviously talk about that more as well so yeah yeah so um for the future then you want to you want to grow heaven's agenda as, as a yep. movement it's uh, a consultancy yeah movement brand whatever you want to call it basically if anyone needs advice on renaming or regenderizing or yeah. just just join one of our my, myself and my partner Sam who is my partner um, but she's also my business partner we run an introduction to trans awareness course and that's in the hair and beauty industry Right. So we we can do it bespoke to whatever industry you're in, and it's it's just an introduction. It's a two hour webinar where we we go online. It's a safe space. It's not recorded, and people we 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 teach. You know, very. I'll get you on one, so then you've got more of an idea. And yeah. it's a it's it's questions and answers at the end with a trans friend of ours, trans man, trans woman, and non-binary myself. And it just opens a lot of people's eyes up to things, you know, people are like, oh, I'm good with this, but do you have gender-neutral toilets? Do you have sanitary bins in the men? Do you have this? It makes people be like, oh, actually, no. Why do I need that? We just explain it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but anyone that needs any details on that, it's all on my website. Yeah. And, yeah, like I'll, I'll give you details as well. Because I think yeah. um, uh, all of Millie's team at the British uh, Beauty Council have all been on it as well, so... It's definitely a great, great, great way to start. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll go on there, and it's something maybe even our team leaders can can do. Yeah, like so it's, 
Definitely, uh, it's endorsed by Javier. Well, the great thing now is is that what's come out of the pandemic is all of this stuff. You know, you don't have yeah. to go and visit somewhere. You can literally jump online. As soon as it finishes, you're back in the kitchen making a cup of tea. So it's... Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> when I first started the podcast about... God, I don't know when it was. Uh, at the end of 19, I think I started doing it. Mm. And... and uh, we used to like trundle around, you know, like with a little bag of the recording oh, across London, you know, meet people, come back. Now, you know, there's the Tracy Emin unmade bed behind this, you know, that comes down. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you put it all set up, Matt. I know. I was just speaking. My missus is going to go mad because I've not tidied the sofa. She so, always don't. Look at the background. There's nothing. It's all right. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, you've, 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 you've secured it quite well. I took it? the rainbow dildo down. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got my daughter's one and stuck it on the other side. <laughs> Next one we do. We'll take it as a token yeah. piece. But we'll do another one where it'd be interesting because then... Catch up. My, yeah, we'll do a catch up. Sarah's going, but also I'll get my daughter to co-host. She's, yeah, uh, she did it once before with me when I had a girl on, um, uh, Jess Megan. It was an, a, a yeah. girl, and we talked about, I think I called it um, period pubes and po- positivity. Period positivity. Oh, nice. Because she, she does lots of activation, active work about grow your fro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, so just don't shave and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, she was sort of yeah, freedom yeah. of, uh, and she, uh, body, she's very into body positivity. So oh, our, sweet. my daughter um, co-hosted that. So we definitely do another one, and then she can. What she can do then is grasp me up that I'm not as um, I'm not as forward thinking as I make out on these things. That um, I think you've been great, I'm mate. Much, I'll take much you. More of an old dinosaur, and the two of you can gang up on me. So it'd be perfect. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, just let me know, and I'm, I'm there. Honestly, I really am. Well, what I'll do, I, um, what I shall do is is uh, I'll get all the links off you. So when this goes out. Um, yeah. I'll email you after so, uh, what I need, but also I will put all of those links on um, and we'll get the message out there. Um, Amazing. And make sure that, that um, we do our best to cut down on on the, on the stereotype and the stigma and all these things. I mean, I, just before we finish, I've got to say, I did, a, I did, um, I did someone's hair once who was going through a transition and mm-hmm. because of being homeless and in poverty... They yeah, they, they was explaining to me they couldn't they couldn't afford the proper thing, so they just had the yeah. minimum, um, and they didn't look very you know they hadn't very, gone very far on the, for, for what was available to them. So yeah, they didn't that possible. When they would then go into a man uh, a lady's toilet because they still looked quite male, they'd get mm. a lot of abuse of going in the wrong toilet. But then they didn't feel you know and it. it just they don't feel safe going things. in the men's either. Yeah, it's like it. rock and a hard place. Yeah, yeah, and it and 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 they got so upset when they were saying it to me, you know. And oh, then, mate. Uh, yeah, but when I managed to do the hair, <laughs> like, it was it was lovely, and I, I've got yeah. I got a massive a massive cuddle pre COVID cuddle, and oh, uh, yeah, they were at the very end of the. Um, the, we was on the National Lottery advert, and the, the oh. sort of get at the very end uh, was then, yeah. So I'll have to have a little YouTube. It must be on there. That's a yeah. that's touching, mate. 
yeah, yeah. Nice. And, yeah. And the thing is that you've probably changed their, their entire life, not just that, that day. And I think like yeah. that's commendable. It must have felt good for you as well, didn't it? Mean? Yeah, and, but, and, and as you said, it, it, it troubles me when you say, um, you know, because I'm a light-hearted type of person, but when you do say yeah, that, same. that these things can lead to suicide, these things can, you know, it's such a de- we're in such a delicate time. They can and they do, and yeah, and I think that's it. Mental health is is you know after I'm talking about doing a lot of things with Tom Chapman, who I'm sure a lot of people are aware of who he is as well, and the ledge. Yeah, and I think it's you know it's people like Tom in his area of expertise, yourself, me, Errol. We're we're influencing in in that industry and whatever we can do to to influence other stylists. We we're in such a good position. We hold people, we touch them intimately, we yeah. lift their we push their shoulders up, we lift their head up, we give them a sense of pride. And I think every little thing we do when you know, even get them to look at themselves in the mirror. You know how hard it is for some people to even look at themselves in the mirror and it, it breaks my heart that they can't even accept themselves. And if you can accept them that will help just that little bit more. And I think that's the main message to give out there is just human first, literally. Doesn't matter what, what background you come from, how much money you have, like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do with your heads, as long as I think it's going to look all right. <laughs> you know, oh, but all jokes aside, yeah, we, we, we're trained in that as well, you know. And that's, yeah. We can we give an honest opinion, but don't force... You know, someone, no. oh, you're too pretty to have this. Or, you know, <laughs> just choose your words wisely and educate yourself, you know, and yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. People will appreciate you for just even taking that little bit of time. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. A little bit of effort. A little bit of love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A little bit of love goes a long yeah. way. Like a well, Rosie Lee, that. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, Thank you, sure. Um, uh, and like I say, we'll definitely have a part two. And, um, you know, as soon as it goes out, look for the links. Click on those links. Don't just sort of go past them. I'm talking to the people now. Click on those, yeah. links, you know, like find out about Kerry, what she's doing. And um, Thanks, yeah, what we'll, they're doing. We'll, we'll spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it, we'll do it. But, yeah, I appreciate your time, mate. And, Thank yeah, I'll, 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 get, I'll get it up on my website as well so people yeah. can listen to we'll it. We'll that too. Definitely. You. Cheers. Have a nice cup of tea. See you later, sure. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.